Rocket Racing presents Show Us Your Tips, September 4th preview by the time we get there. Uh, Mooney Valley, it's Fiend Stakes Day at Mooney Valley, as well as some good racing at Randwick. Beaver and Daggy with you, as always, on a Thursday evening. Beaver, what's going on in uh, lockdown land? Uh, Matt, just the normal stuff, doing uh, the normal work stuff, uh, helping around the house and uh, trying to... Uh, get out when I can and do a bit of uh, exercise with the, the young blokes. Very good, I suppose. That's all we can do, as we are saying off air. Uh, play it all again. Can do, mate. At least they're at least they're good enough to let us have a bet on a Saturday. So a little bit of footy, a little bit exactly of right. racing to keep Something us sane. Something to look forward to, mate. Exactly. Uh, midway, any takeaways from the midweek stuff? Um, oh, I think the, the truck seemed to play quite fair at... Uh, at Sandown, uh, yeah, yeah. certainly much better. Um, just got nabbed in a couple we did. Uh, the last, the real deal, looked like I was home, got nabbed um, in the last bound. And uh, I think we got a few winners outside of that. Yeah, uh, for another big price. Uh, blue colours fresh there, flexible, uh, I mentioned. Flexible, $10. that's right. That's what I was trying to think of. And we, we were, we were yeah, both... Uh, yeah, we both had a bit of a on it. interest in that. And apart from that, I guess it, it, it played pretty fair. I thought Kenzo was still a little bit fence-ish. I think all the winners are pretty much on the fence. But, uh, you know, we found enough there to... At least I've still got a bank for, for tomorrow or for Saturday, which is good. So uh, Yeah, my best bet got up in the first and snuck home there, which I thought wasn't a bad run given um, that it did have to come down the middle of the oh, track. And oh, the thing I was excited by on. the price. End up getting out to about... Yes. Uh, I think I got about 360-ish. If not a bit better. Yeah. So, uh, and we were pretty, we we're pretty spot on the mark in in the last. Um, oh please, Diana, my roughie of the day, just didn't quite get there, but was a was a nice run. And uh, if you took the each way, you would have been happy. And I mentioned Misty Or as the as the as the one to I think my value for the day actually. So yeah, there it was. Yes. Um, so yeah, productive day. Uh, you, we found enough out of it, as I said, and uh, a couple of. Uh, a nice winners for you up in Queensland as always. Leadership spill did it pretty comfy and uh, that held on, didn't it? Yeah, there was one that got nabbed, I think. Later no, well. no, copy. It did get yeah, nabbed. Leadership yeah. spill got nabbed. Sorry, yeah. it, uh, I think uh, I went the early crow. <laughs> it looked like it. You uh, did again. Yeah, so it's my fault. Up. My fault again. <laughs> Standard should learn by now. Yes, yeah, I think your product might have. It looked looked halfway down the straight and then something jumped out the ground. Um, the the thing in the first that we tipped was, was short price, but one, um, just trying to think what else we tipped up in Brizzy. I can't, I can't remember now. Not important. Let's get on to the weekend. Yeah, let's look forward now. Um, yeah, as we've said, it is Brogate Racing. You've listened to us waffle for three minutes and 16 seconds, but uh, we are here twice a week, if it's your first time, midweek and weekend previews. Uh, on behalf of Pro Group Racing, check them out for their free tips and extensive guides. In general, we'll you get your our Melbourne set or Melbourne tips and uh, Sydney set. And uh, during Carnival time, we look all around Australia. And uh, of course, the King of the North up there, he picks the eyes out of Queensland each and every week, and it uh, does quite well at it. So we'll get into Mooney Valley, where the feature Group Two Fee and Stakes headlines. But we kick off with a fifteen hundred meter benchmark. Now, what have we got? A three-year-old 1,500-metre race, I should say, over with a, a whole bunch of different form lines, predominantly midweek stuff. What are you doing to start the day here? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the favourite, Sandy Prince. Um, I liked it last start and it won quite nicely. 
I think everything sets up again here for it to to be on pace, um, if not the pace. And gate four, uh, Craig Williams aboard. Looks looks a good setup for this, and looks a horse that's just going to keep ticking through the grades. Uh, I like Sandy Prince, and think it'll be winning the first. Very good. I didn't mention uh, there is some rain on the way at Mooney Valley. The rail is in the true. Uh, so if it is heavy, I think the most of the rain's tomorrow, so we'll know where it's at. I'm thinking it probably gets to a softish track, so we'll watch for any bias, but um, if anything, it's probably going to be towards the rail, which does suit Sandy Prince. I'm with you there. A very impressive last start, and uh, we'll have pace and uh, map advantages here, and I think we can kick off by backing it. Um, don't have much more to add, actually. Uh, same colours lead the way in the second, yeah. which... No, it beats C-line. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, it beat Sea Lion um, last start quite comfortably. Sea Lion was stepping up quite substantially in distance, but um, still looks like it uh, has the edge on it at this stage. I would have thought. Well, I thought if you not look, I, I thought you looked to the Flemington race. Apart from that, which would be Sunfall yeah. and Forgot You. Uh, Sunfall, I can back. I think it's around eight dollars. If I was going to have a save, it'd probably be Sunfall. Uh, but we'll get. If anything, it's going to give us an indication of how the track's playing throughout the afternoon. The second is the mile benchmark 78, where we have uh, another bonanza here. Uh, what are you doing in the second? Yeah, it's, look, um, pretty open race here, but this is mostly midweek company coming um, to Mooney Valley here on the Saturday. Look, if you look outside Mr. Brightside, which I think it's hard to do, it's just flying at the moment and just looks, again, uh, set up to to give Williams the first two um, on the card. Uh, Warsfold, Chief Altony, Nick Asper, they all kind of went around against it, going around against each other. Um, Warsfold was a really good run last start. It wasn't suited, got back, run on well. Chief Altony just put a line through its last run. But from gate 16 here, I just think it needs too much to go its way, um, so I can't back it. Um Nick Asper was, was a good win last start, but it probably had everything set up for it to win. Um, I just think, yeah, Mr. Brightside just looks a, a very hard to beat horse here and probably get all the favours. Uh, I agree. Yeah, same same connections as the first, but uh, it'll be almost the same result. A roll forward, uh, take up a position and be very hard to beat. Uh, there's a lot of numbers here. Chief Altony from that draw, you know you're going to get the standard Chief Altony. Nick Asper is impressive, probably goes back as well here though, and it's going to give him a start. I thought if there's a danger, uh, it'll be the Alcyone who resumed with the win, yeah. and that was the one I was actually trying to think of. I was trying to think of on Wednesday night um, at a, one at a price that we missed. Uh, but yeah, inside gate, Damien Oliver's probably only close enough, and might have now it's gelded, might have a bit of upside on a lot of these. So I was thinking. Uh, yeah, Mr. Brightside to continue its uh, very impressive midweek stuff to Saturday grade from Alcyon. Race number three is the Colts and Geldings, 1,200 metres. Uh, for the three-year-olds, what are you doing here with some of these lightly raced ones? Yeah, it's an interesting race, this one. Um, a few horses here that have got some, some okay form. I, I went away from Generation. I thought its first up run was pretty good, but it's drawn wide again, so it's going to have to do a bit of work, and it's got Huesca underneath it. So I'm, I'm actually going Huesca. Um, it's only, so I'm going for Williams again. Um, I think he's going to have a really good day. And 
the reason is I think it, it'll go forward. Um, it's sat really it's sat quite wide its only start and still won quite impressively. Um, trial, I thought, very well um, against older horses. Uh, at Randwick, I think it beat um, Madame Legend yep. um, in a nice trial um, and looked to looked to be doing it quite easy. Um, and then prior to its first up win, uh, had nice barrier trials um, back in sort of the May period. Uh, I think it might have a little bit of ability and uh, not often I want to go for a Waterhouse horse, but uh, in this race, oh, that's where I've landed. You took the words right out of my mouth. I like the price. I like uh, the fact it's drawn from gate 10, but you know you're going to get there, so it's going to jot straight across here. I thought generation was shown up a bit, and I think a lot of that generation uh, of three-year-olds has been shown up. So the fresh blood here, a nice enough win. Uh, there's some form through that race. It stood up, and, yeah, the trial was good again. It's gonna, uh, it's not here for its usual thing. When Gay sends them down, they're here for a reason. I imagine probably heading towards a Caulfield Guineas or something in, in her mind. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think the $10 is a great bet. And um, if I was going to find one at odds, it might be the Sydney form as well with Brigantine, the blue colours, it's 20s. Uh, the big win first up and maybe a little bit disappointing second up uh, in a Tiger of Malay race. But, uh, you know, Coast Watch has come out and, and frank that form. And I think this might even be a weaker race than a lot of that, that top Sydney stuff. So at the 20s and the 10s, I'm happy to back the two Sydney horses. Uh, it's generally a recipe for success for us. Uh, race number four is the 2040 metre handicap where we see a lot of our old friends here. Uh, a few coming through that red hot pace in the Pancho race. Uh which was run at a crazy tempo, so we'll see what some of them still have left. Um, Harder Passants, you've been on for a bit, and it's finally turned up here, hopefully, and DeGraves, a bit of a forgive. Um, what do you make of it all? It's an uh, interesting race, and uh, your horse, Kulth, uh, showed a bit more of a return to form last start, but again, I thought it probably didn't want to go past and win, um, unfortunately, last start. Mm. Look, I'm willing to... Um, Back up again on DeGraves. Um, I, I was on it last start, and around the bend, I thought, oh, beauty, I'm in the queue here. This is going good. And it just seemed to peter out on its run. Um, not quite sh- sure if just that, that break, that two-and-a-half-month break um, took its toll and it just ran out of petrol there, and it did do all the chasing um, in that race. So I'm, I'm expecting that to be, be a bit hard and fit uh, third up. Um, gets three kilo claim, so it's only got a lightweight 51 kilos on its back. It's drawn six. I think um, they probably won't go as hard in the, that race and they won't have to chase as hard, so I think they might go along and it might be a bit more of a sit-and-sprint sit affair than what we saw last time, and I think that'll play into DeGraves' um, favour. Uh, so hard, very hard to beat. Pancho was good last start, uh, brought it Sydney form. Uh, it's going good at the moment. So uh, another big show for Craig Williams there. Um, but, yeah, I've got the Graves on top. Yeah, I, I end up putting Coulth on top. I thought that was what I wanted to see last time. Uh, probably, I think, out to 2000 now. It suits third up. Uh, drawn well here. I feel like, you know, it, it does need to get clearer early, though. It's one of those horses. It looks like it takes 200 metres to wind up. Uh, so maybe, uh, and it's funny because it's spent a lot of time at Feels like it's spent a lot of time at the valley, but um, maybe not its track. But yeah, I was sort of looking towards that 
around a $6 mark. And, yeah, I, I can forgive DeGraves, as you've said, in, in a tricky race. Uh, I want to see Pan- Pancho again, given how hot that speed was, and see what's actually left of a lot of mm. those horses out of it. So it, it, it has, I think its two best wins have been off really hot paces. Uh, and I don't know if it's necessarily going to get that here because there's not... Uh, there's not the crazy speed. I think um, DeGraves probably rolls forward itself um, and maybe something like Salsamore. But there's not a lot of other speed here, really. Oh, Le Don Deville probably uh, tends to roll forward as well, actually, first up. So uh, I think it's a different race shape, and that's where I think, yeah, DeGraves comes back into it and cools. Uh, the 1,000 metre group two, wait for age. McEwen Stakes is race number five. Before we get into some of the group stuff, Beaver, I was just thinking, with the jockey suspensions last week, uh, is there, are there any jockeys you're particularly looking for? Now that Jamie Carr's not there, uh, Ben Mellum, obviously, Mark Zara. Yeah, three of the, the best. No, look, not not specifically. Um, am I going looking for jockeys? But I certainly am when I'm looking for uh, the horses that I like. Uh, looking for what jockeys are aboard, particularly uh, depending on what barrier they're drawn. Um, they're going to need some of these horses against other good horses. They need to be able to get a, a decent decent luck in running, and uh, when they're drawn wide and uh, need that you've got to be have a top jock on board, and you've got to sort of hope that they can get them in the right spot. If you if they don't quite have that, then that's a little bit of a worry. So you've got to kind of balance, um, you know, when you get the apprentices and not as strong a jockeys of where they may sit and if they can still get home under that condition. Yeah, well, uh, just earlier, a couple of ones you mentioned from the wider gates, so like Sajai McNeil, and that you sort of and no, not Jai, um very very capable jockey, but. You sort of have to do a second take than you might if it was someone else. You'd have potentially a bit more, I don't know, face the right word, but a little bit of a better rapport with, I suppose, knowing what you get. Uh, and it's an interesting spring down south because it looks like the Sydney jockeys are all going to be grounded. Usually Hugh and, um, and Nash turn up halfway through and J-Mac, but looks like they're all going to spend a lot of their time, obviously, in Sydney with COVID. So... Yeah, I think your Williams, Olivers are your go-tos, and then uh, after that you're looking towards your, your Damien Lanes. So um, they're probably top three. Brett Preble's got a new lease on life, moving back to Melbourne, uh, riding fantastic. So I guess they're, they're your new big four for at least the time being. Yeah, and then you just got to look, play around with the others based on, on the quality of the cattle and uh, where they're drawn, I think. Yeah, uh, but it does, it does make all of spring very interesting, I suppose. Uh, but back to our thousand metre group two. Uh, I don't know. Do a September run. I I think I'm probably going to take it on here. It wasn't great last prep. It, the trial was hard to get a line on because it was just chugging along trying to chase nature strip. So I don't know if you can take much out of that. Uh, and Portland's guy's going to bounce straight on pace from that gate and be in front for a very long way. So I was probably slightly leaning that way. And as I seem to do. Wisdom of Water, I managed to find again a very quiet trial. It now pops up in another weird race, uh, but it, it's got to win something at some point. But it, now it's had its full prep with Annabelle Nisham. She seems to be able to do good things with, with horses. So I had two, I had a couple of looks at it. But for me, Portland Sky on top. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I went for Portland Sky as well. Uh, I think it's a very good bet in this race. As you said, it's going to probably shoot out, jump on the bunny, and probably just be too nippy for these over the 1,000 metres. 
pretty good in the Oakley Plate, and uh, yeah, look, it's it's form uh, before going out to a spell was outstanding. Um, everything sets up right for it here. Uh, September run. Not sure if the valleys it's it's perfect track. Yeah. Um, we'll see here, uh, but the Portland Scott just might be a bit too nippy over the thousand here. Maybe we've just got to September. I've just got to go back to that up the straight where it blew those couple of yeah. fields away. Maybe we wait for that there. Yeah, look, it was disappointing last prep, and I'd need to see it again to do something before that. Yep, fair enough. The uh, three old fillies listed Atlantic Jewel kicks off the quaddy over the twelve hundred meters. Where uh, I'll put the impressive debut winner Argentia on top. Uh, I like the way it chimed in in. Uh, once it hit, it took a few strides to hit top gear. Once it did, it ran away quite well and looked quite impressive. Uh, so on top for me, Oliver on, drawn well. Um, probably has a lot in its favour. And Scorched Earth, I mentioned, resuming in the Gimme Par race. Uh, I think the market's in this order anyway. Uh, it will be rolling on pace there and uh, give you a good sight if you're looking for something else. They're, they're the main two for me here. What are you thinking? Yeah, look, Agencia is... Looks to be a top quality horse. I found it first up and uh, I'm super impressed by the run. Uh, I think it was about seven or eight dollars. Uh, when I, yep. when I uh, backed it in its first run, they put it out. So bringing it back here looks hard to beat again. Perfect draw. And the fact that Ollie's on, uh, given what we've just spoken about, uh, you know, points you into that, into me, into that uh, sort of way of thinking. The two that I thought were the main dangers was Zuzarella. I thought it was good for first up. Uh, also from the Freeman stable, so I wouldn't be surprised if they ran one, two here. And Mac and Cheese. I thought it was really impressive yeah. last start. Um, and I could see it running in a hole as well. So uh, Agencia to me and then uh, Zuzarella and Mac and Cheese is the main two dangers. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, been good in its early prep Mac and Cheese. Uh, so good luck to... Numerous connections there. Uh, race number seven is the newly named Chautauqua Stakes over the twelve hundred meter, a listed race, and what a what a race to name after Chautauqua with this collection. Uh, we see some of the form coming through the infamous hundred thousand dollar Mariah race here, and a few others from all over the place. How do you line them all up? With a lot of difficulty. With a lot of difficulty. Yeah. Um, you know, again, this is a perfect example of what we talked about here with uh, some of the main horses here, uh, away game and Pintoff, who I had had a real liking for, drawn 18 and 19. Um, so what does that mean? I guess 15 Ancestry is going to come out humming um, and, and come across and try and lead. Does that mean Pintoff sort of sits on the outside and tries to... Uh, sit on the outside of it and probably get in a death there. It's a um, it's a recipe for disaster at Mooney Valley trying to get across on any hot pace there. Um, yeah, pace inside as well. But ancestry might just go that quick and um, drag it out enough and pint off follow it across. Yeah. Uh, but away game, I just can't see where away game's going to get in the run, to be honest, um, and how it gets in from there. So it's going to have to work super hard. Uh, some of the other horses, not so sure about. Um, does it just set it up for Bella T- Nipatina from the inside gate? Maybe. Um, 
and that's that's the kind of way I was just leaning towards. I thought so. Based on that, I thought just Bella Nipotina, just on the fact that Williams is aboard again, another Williams horse. He's just got a great book of rides. I might just get to sit behind the hot speed and uh, be too strong in the end. Um, while Planet uh, can finish off its races, so it's not without a chance. Gate ten, it could it could find some luck in running. Um, that was sort of the, that's the way I was sort of looking, and um, even a horse like Front Page. Um, it could, it could uh, certainly improve off its first up run uh, behind Corner Pocket uh, if it gets the right, the right uh, running transit. But yeah, I just purely went on Bella Nipotina based off the how I thought the race might play out. Only because it goes forward, I can probably entertain Bella, but I'd, I've had a bit of a rule of not backing Craig Williams from Gate One at Mooney Valley. But um, with all that pace outside, I. I think away game can probably find cover. I think Pintoff's going to want to be in front of it and that you can probably find a suck in the running line somewhere. Uh, track pattern's going to pay a different, a big thing too because if it's real swoopers, then it could probably forward to lob back and, and bide its time at the back of the field as well. Um, I end up finding Wild Planet. I was just worried. I was just worried when it did go back, when it does mm. go back. So, you know, if, if Ancestry comes across and Pintoff's there... Where's the way a way they're going to sit? Maybe if Pintoff goes hard enough, it can get on the back and just pop in. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jockey intent's a big thing there, and um, Pintoff's. Yeah, I think Pintoff's going to push forward, and that that hopefully gives. Uh, a, that's right. So hopefully, then a way game can can drag along with it, but and find some mm. cover and and leave Pintoff stranded. But you, you're probably right about P, uh, Bella. Um, and, and I think Ancestry is not with us anymore. I don't think we need to worry about it. It was disappointing nah. last start. So I end up with Wild Planet. You mentioned you mentioned it, but first up, last prep in Queensland, Nelly Nabded Wado, um, who'd be what a dollar eighty in this race, and uh, has has some pretty good runs to its name. Fresh, uh, blending gate, and I just thought it was a bit of different form from that lead up race, which um, I didn't. Yeah. Just looked for a different form. I got confused and went went away from it. Uh, and was was I did think away game was probably the run of that Pintoff race, so that's why I was willing to entertain it there. Uh, but I'd want to see Swoopers because I think it's probably going to be three wide running line, so you'd need to that would need to be advantageous on the day. But I couldn't I couldn't really find anyone else. You know, the mm. only other one I had two looks at actually, which is thirties, which would probably go in my quaddy, uh, is Karma Lass, who I found off the trials in Sydney. Last prep, the Kiwi horse, uh, found off the trials in Sydney, did nothing uh, in the one run it had, but it's back. So there's two things, either it must have some talent or it's just here to keep probably your company in the, <laughs> on the flight over. So it's either one or the other. But at 30s, I'll, in, a, in a race, I'm not going to have massive bets in. I might have something on that there. Uh, the fee and stakes is the feature, the group two, over the mile. Uh, we see a lot of... Well, actually, I thought this was a pretty simple race the more I thought about it. Um, I think Elephant might be a good horse. I found it first up. Mm. It goes out to a mile. I think this is an average, a pretty ordinary rendition of the fee, and there's no, uh, you know, there's no cleaners and there's no uh, Faulkners and all those sort of horses that were competitive in it over the years. This is an average race of out-of-form stayers, uh, and I think Fresh Blood here, 
It's unbeaten. Uh, gate one's probably going to be it. Roll forward, probably leaders back. He needs even luck to run really well, and I think the only danger is probably Sierra Sue. <laughs> and I don't have much more to say about the race. Superstorm was okay first up, but I think Elephant might be onto some decent stuff. Yeah, I think the same. Uh, can't believe it's five bucks to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for all the same reasons as you, I think that. You know, the probably reason it's paying that is because it's stepping up to wait for age here. Um, and that might be the reason that you can get the $5 odd, but uh, love the wait one. Uh, first up, if there's, if it's improved off the back of that, geez, it's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, the wait one, it felt like, it felt like, you know, similar to watching Probably win, just that, that class above cruised through and went through its gears and clear air and run away. Um, yep. Yeah. Easy bet to have, and um, we probably don't need to say much more, do we? No. Let's well, let's move on then and wrap that up with another mile handicap. Uh, how are you finishing off here? Oh, yeah, this was tough. I found this uh, <laughs> race really tough. I sort of went through and then come back and went through and then come back. Um, I just basically couldn't get too excited about anything. So I went for the top weight, Cormorant yep. from the Hickmont stable. Um, so the over, overseas horse just thought um, uh, there wasn't even much trial form to go from, but uh, had some more form over in uh, a GB and in Ireland in some open class races. Um, Carries weight all right. Uh, look, just specking off the back of that, thought it could be hard to beat. Um, purely couldn't find anything else that really took my liking. Yeah, easier to throw in a quarter again. It's one of those ones you just don't know what you're going to get, and we generally do just that with these colours. Um, yeah, I, my default was I can trust High Stranger. I know what I'm going to get. It's going to run honestly again. Uh, Josh Richard is fine. It's going to be close enough to on pace, and something's going to have to beat it. Uh, if if nothing else, you know it's going to be the one putting in and be honest at the end. And each way, I think it does miss a place. I just I don't know what it is. I just don't trust Skyman. Uh, that it might be in my head, but yeah, um, I just it's just a horse I can seem to have a big affiliation with. And yeah, these uh, scary Hickmont horses are yeah. You just go in your quaddy, and if they win, you go okay, cool. And at that price, actually, you can you probably almost back it. Uh I don't know how helpful we've been in the last there, but uh, what's your best of the day for progetracing.com.au on Fee and Stakes Day? Yeah, my best of the day comes up in race eight, number 11, Elephant. I uh, thought it'd be really it'd be really hard to beat. And my value better of the day comes up in race three, number 10, Hueska, at the $10 mark. That's very scary, Beaver, because I've got exactly the same. Uh, so <laughs> give them strength. We didn't collaborate. No, we have not spoken... Uh, <laughs> All day, so yeah, elephant. I think is a great bet at five bucks, and I think Wesker's a great bet at ten bucks. Uh, away from that, I think the best two, if you just wanted something for the day, the probably the the two favourites in the early on in a day, if the track's playing fair enough. But yeah, yeah, I, I would. I probably was. I was very close to making Portland Sky my best, but yeah. I just went for um, no. elephant there. Good to see it. Uh, it rubbing off there, Beaver. Uh, so. Uh, all sorted for Mooney Valley as we head for progetracing.com.au. Check them out for their free tips and extensive guides to Randwick, where the rail is in the four-metre mark. 
Uh, they're saying soft, but the track will be good on the day. Um, potentially very dry, but apparently some rain coming throughout the afternoon, so keep an eye on that. Which sort of means it probably could have ended up slightly on pace again, uh, which seems to be the flavour of Sydney at the moment. We kick off with the Highway Handicap, first of 10. I didn't even bother looking at this race, did you? No, I didn't have it. Nothing jumped out, so I just moved on. Very good. Uh, the second, the Vale Nini Vescotto, 1,100 metres. Uh, obviously, our condolences to Muzz and the family of Nini. Um on a sad loss, she was a tremendous person and tremendous battler and touched a lot, a lot of people. So uh, as as Murray knows, he's got a lot of friends in the Penrith area and uh, all of their thoughts would be with him. So not just in the Penrith area, obviously, but um, fantastic human being and uh, thinking of you, Muzz. But let's get to what we're going to actually back in the 1100 metre 78. Uh, what are you doing here? Yeah, I've gone for Nags to Riches. Um I didn't think his last run was, was all that bad. It was only a couple of lengths off more profits. Um, was was in the market, uh, probably got too far back out of its ground, uh, but finished off well enough. Uh, gets a two kilo claim here for Tom Sherry, so it comes in at the, the 55 mark. Um, I think this isn't as strong a race as um, the last race it's uh, contested in, so... Uh, drawn six, just as long as it doesn't get too far out of its ground again, can be finishing over the top here. And as long as there's a, uh, you know, there's a bit of uh, opportunity for horses running on. I'm going to stump up for on Florage again. Uh, I have been ever since its first up run. It's been three weeks between runs, but now trialled since. Uh, just stuck outside lead first up, busted after the long spell. And I think can run well here and it's been backed every time it's been in. So obviously some people agree. Uh, and was saved from last week, I think, because they figured Andermatt would win, which it duly did. Happy to back it here. Uh, yeah, I thought Nags to Riches overperformed last race in a race I gave it no chance in, and Shake, I didn't know what to make of because I don't think it's trialled, and I wasn't quite sure if it's still a horse. It was pretty ordinary its last couple of runs. So, uh, but on flyage for me, around a $7.50 with a way I'll play the race in short, I won't. Ramble on as I tend to do. Let's get to the eighteen hundred meter midway over, uh, which is a benchmark seventy two. Um, what have you done here? Yeah, this was uh, another quite difficult race here, um, and really hard to get a line on what to do here. We know Bazooka is going to go back to the tail, I guess, from gate seventeen. So. Um, that makes it uh, probably quite tricky tricky to back uh, based on that. Um, Casino Mondial has been well and going well consistently um, to the eight, back out to the 1800 here. Um, got a bit of a claim, so I've got that well in well in the market. I just went for tampering. Yep. Uh, Jason Collard aboard. Uh, it's had two really strong wins, uh, fought really hard to the line, um, last start, um, so sort of gradually stepping up in distance. Uh, start before that, uh, bit always sure the favourite in a bit of a slogging go. Um, it gets out now to the eighteen hundred, so I think it's probably more to the, the liking that this distance. Uh, um, probably hardest to beat here at a nice little price. 
I end up finding the same horse. It's going to lead. It's going to, you know, you're going to get. Uh, it is up to eighteen, which is the only slight concern. But uh, yeah, there's not a lot of pace here. Yeah, there's not a lot of pace here. So uh, it's got the setup from a couple of weeks back, and I think it's around a seven fifty, an easy bet to have. Always sure did chime in and win well last race, but I'm not actually sure what that like what that race is given. Yeah, so. I, I, I'm not sure what to do with that horse. That was a question out there. So, and I'll probably end up having something on Bazooka because I'm slightly mad and have um, have issues. So <laughs> tampering on top from Bazooka and Casino Mondial, in short. Uh, but I, I think, if anything, uh, Bazooka's win at Hawkesbury was a, was average enough for me to never have to worry about again as a horse in town. But anyway. But winning by a pimple in a terrible race. Uh, the thirteen hundred meter benchmark seventy two is race number four, and uh, well, another very tricky race. I end up uh, finding here the two Waller horses, Hoover Lucy, off some okay stuff up in Queensland, where it rode the pace quite well. Uh, had the spell up there, trial won a trial up there as well. Has now come back down. It. It's been a recipe for success at the midweeks all through the last few months and is around the 9 or $10 mark. Uh, only concern with Cathy there is if there's a lot of intent from the stable first up, but that from Starman, who was a, I still think was a pretty decent win on debut at Kenzo. Uh, both of them are backable at sevens, and uh, Super Efforts Flying was a fantastic win last time for us. And... You can probably get to a stage where it's seven dollars a field. I can find a way to stake all of them, but whether or not that's a, a good prospect, do you think so, Beaver? Yeah, look, uh, I mean the market's pretty open and uh, pretty fair. It's you know there's no really standout favourite in this race. I I just stuck with Super Effort purely on the basis of uh, the three runs in this prep. They've all been very good. Um, I suspect it'll also finish in the, in the in the running here. Um, so I like super effort. The other thing was I'm keen to see how it goes is high supremacy uh, with Huey Bowman aboard resuming here. Um, 1300, it's probably going to want a little bit further than that as it gets into its preparation. But um, if there's any chinks in the armour and it's forward enough, uh, first up, it could sprint well fresh. Yeah, cool. Uh yeah, tricky race. Good, uh, interesting start to the first half of the program. Now we get into the second half where I think it's a matter of, I guess, if you want to back the favourite or not for the rest of the day. So it kicks off with the Group 3 Concord over the 1,000 where Nature Strip returns, doing Nature Strip stuff off Nature Strip tile, uh, trials. Do you want to take Nature Strip $1.50? I'm not going to back anything to beat it. Um, That's whether I'll back it to win $1.50, I think I've probably had... They just took before it some shorties and, and got rolled. Um, so, yeah, look, I just can't see anything here beating it uh, when it has got rolled. I think it's the well, horses have had When it's probably. been rolled, it's been a, a Red Zell or a, a G-Tra or yes. a, something like that. And I, I, I think this is the first time it's resumed without – or an Eduardo, uh, where it's – this is the first time it's resumed without a lot of pressure and without – um, much yeah. opposition. Yeah, I think that's right. So, um, yeah, I just can't see too many horses giving it a run here. Um, 
thought if you wanted to throw a bit of value into the Cronulla, you might try and add along. Yeah, maybe they'll both roll along on pace and go around and run one, two. Uh, Adlong might be the only fly in the ointment because uh, it'll be the only one wanting to go forward, but it's not going to cross Nature's Strip. Uh, yeah. Even if it does, Nature's Strip will just sit, sit on its tail and blow past. Yeah. Uh, we've seen Nature's Strip when it resumes, though, it does drift. So you might get, I think the last few times it's resumed, you get out to $1.80, $1.90. Uh, it's gotten mm. beaten, it hasn't helped, but I'd probably back it at a $1.90 in this race. In this field, 100%. So we'll, we'll see where the market ends up. It could jump at $1.20 and I'll, I'll watch it and and life will go on without me. But um, good to see it back, I guess. Uh, does it win the Everest again or is there any of the, the new blood that interests you towards an Everest or you have given that zero thought? Oh, I haven't given it a lot of thought at the moment, mate. I want to see how uh, Nature Strip comes back and, yeah. um, you know, what the field would line up like. Yeah. But at this stage, you'd kind of be thinking Nature Strip's probably going to be one of the hardest to beat, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, We get to the three-year-old fillies. A lot of these clashed a couple of weeks back. 1,200-metre Furious Stakes, a group two. Uh, Four moves ahead, tops the market again. I am happy to take it on, I think. I think it might have shown itself up a little bit. I was a bit, as I said, a bit concerned about it first up. Uh bit concerned about the jockey booking, but I'm happy to back Jamia again here. It'll have some clear air. Mm. It's second up. It, it was very unlucky, unfortunately, the fall uh, in front of it or it clipped heels there just as trying to get through. But I think gate 10 suits. And if we can run on, this has got as good a turn of foot as anything in this race. And uh, at the $12, I think it's a fantastic bet. And ultimately, Swift Witness won that race. So, again, you're probably going to seven or eight bucks. And I'm happy to back it as well. It's... Uh, might be the horse that's improved off uh, a bit of growth and happy to take on the others in the market there. Uh, what do you make of it all? Yeah, I've gone for She's All Class. I think it might be the hardest to beat resuming here. Um, has pushed four moves ahead here, but I just think it might come back a better horse than the other one. Um, certainly drawn much better. Four moves ahead again. Uh, got trapped wide first up. Uh, and that was telling in the run. Uh, I don't think it's going to sit through wide again and be able to win this race. So it's got, they're going to have to, Nash is going to have to find a spot for it somewhere. Uh, I'm not quite sure where that'll be. I think she's all class, just might get the better run from the sixth gate um, and with J-Mac on board. And uh, first up, two. Yeah, cool. Jimmy is, I think, um, main danger. I think uh, like what you had to say about that and, Luckless first up, so uh, can run a good race again. Excellent. Uh, the tramway is the other feature on the day, the group two over the 1,400 metres. Uh, this is a little bit of the same as the Nature Strip stuff. Is it, uh, does Zaki already have horses running from it, or is there just no horses left in, in Sydney to take it on? Because this is a pretty... I think well, this is a, a, an ordinary field, and uh, if it... Keeps the I know it's resuming a bit shorter than what it has, but if it stays to the levels it went out in, it'll brain this lot. Yeah, I can't believe it's two dollars in this field. I yeah, when I looked at the prices, I thought thought it would be a dollar dollar sixty. Uh, I well, think too. I think it looks as good a thing as um, Nature's Trip. Yes, I agree. Actually, I think Nature's I think Nature's race is probably slightly slightly harder than this. Yep. Like seriously, you've got horses here. 
I'm just looking Dreamforce, All Saints Eve, Rock, Lions Raw, Star of the Seas. Like they've won one race, one or two races between them in the last six starts each. So mm-hmm. five horses, thirty starts, and you've got yep. a horse that's you know that's breaking Cox Plate. Yeah, well, actually, sure. if you go through this whole field here, only Lions Raw's got to win four starts back, and Star of the Seas five starts back in their last six starts. Not any of them, half of them haven't even run a place. Yep. In some of those, in that, like it's Dreamforce one one placing, All Saints Eve hasn't run a place in the last five starts, Rocks finished third in there, Lions Raw's 1-1, one, one. Star of the Seas 1-1, one, one. Prime Stars ran a place for two, Shut the Bar, is, I mean, this has got lots of zeros, five, six, sevens, and... Um, just can't believe $2. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, yeah, the only reason would be that it's never won at the distance, but it's a different horse. It would would never have been set for this overseas. And not for this, for yes. the 400 metres, I should say, overseas. Uh, the only thing I can figure is it's already scared off the opponents, but maybe maybe the more I think about it, maybe there are no opponents over the mile. Like, who's going to, you know, who, I haven't looked at any futures markets, who's going to challenge this as it heads towards a Doncaster and a Cox Plate? Probably all comes back up from and wins the Epsom again, don't yeah. like, you know, Two or, horses like probably all very elegant. Those types of horses yeah. could could certainly challenge, but uh, they seem to have dodged here. Yep. And just gone a slightly different pathway, which it's all right. Yeah. So two bucks, good price, I think. In this case, happy to back oh. it. Yeah, hundred percent. And the other, well, the other thing is there's a. A wait for age mile race in the same card, which uh, maybe makes it tricky. But this might be the worst wait for age mile race I've seen in as long as I can remember. Too. Um, what are you going to do here? We're talking of the Chelmsford race number eight. Yes. Uh, well, I'll go first, and I end up looking down the bottom. Um, I know Cucaracha got rolled at, at Hawkesbury, but it's Hawkesbury. Uh, second up here. J-Mac going on, it's fresh blood, and Ontophilia, uh, <laughs> I might back again, even though I've got to work on that. Um, away from that, at 50s, I can have something on Dashing Willoughby, who I mentioned last week, and trialled really well, and I think is a, a reasonable horse. Um, first up for Waller, off uh, having a, an Australian prep, but uh, I don't want to take $3 Cascadian, and I... And... Maybe that leaves me to think it over, but I just I don't want to back anything else in this race, so I look to the fresh blood. Am I on the right track? Is there a right track? I don't know whether there is a right track here, mate. Uh, very, very difficult. I kind of, without a whole heap of confidence, I come up with She's Idea. And yeah. Okay. I, thought it, I thought it was an outstanding first up run. Again, 1600s probably... Um, not the ideal distance here, and I'm a bit worried. I don't know where the pace is going to come from to enable it to run on. Um, but I thought it hit the line really well um, first up. Uh, hopefully, some natural improvement. What worries me with she's ideal is uh, has a habit of running second, third, and fourth, and uh, that's a bit of a concern. But um, I'm willing to go for she's ideal. I think it could be hard to beat, but uh, certainly Cascadian. Um, it's hard to beat, but $3, you're right. Um, that's a little bit skinny. Uh, and, yeah, your cooker is not without a chance. 
Maybe Shizu deals a bet actually. Uh, gate one, what's well, probably three back the fence. That and that's what's been beating it is um, position running. But yeah, tricky race, uh, which we might just move on from actually. Uh, race nine is a twelve hundred meter benchmark seventy eight. Is this any easier? Yes, it is because I think King of Sparta at five dollars is a very good bet. Uh, we talked about it last week. Mm. Uh, I love the way it chimed in, ran away, and owned the field. That uh, would have been three weeks ago now, and I know it's a bigger field, but I don't think it's a necessarily stronger field. So if it gets the same, uh, gate 19 is probably the reason it's it's five bucks, And but as long as you can run on that, it should be fine. Happy to take it, happy to back it each way, and uh, that's about it. Uh, Geist, I would back it longer. Grand Room Moor was a very nice debut and might need the run, but good luck to... Good man, Steve Chester, and uh, his fellow connections there. Uh, yeah, King of Sparta for me. What are you looking at here? Yeah, same, same. Um, I thought King of Sparta, we, we were all over last, um, before it got scratched. Uh, last last run was outstanding. Had a sensational turn of foot here. Gate 19 is obviously the worry, but I think there's already been a couple of scratchings. Uh, so that'll bring it in a couple of barriers there um so you know with any more scratchings it might might come into about gate 15 or something like that so it might not be the worst in the world at five dollars uh thank you 1500 meter benchmark 94 closes out the day at royal Randwick, where i am going to stick with uh the two we'll see how much the rain comes in but it might not matter in this case yeah, the two that ran the Quinella last start, a tissue and uh, Matawakapi. They ran one two last half pretty impressively. They'll probably run one two here pretty impressively. Uh, yeah, I don't think Dad. I like it. Yeah, tissue was, the tissue was good um, last start. I, I tipped the tissue and uh, very happy to see it get the chockies. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be super hard to beat here. Um, And, yeah, I, I really couldn't find too many dangers. I did tip again Cepheus last start, and I thought its first start fourth was good. Loomed up, probably condition just gave out. Um, the extra distance here is in its favour. It could be the main danger, uh, depending on where it gets to in the run. But a tissue for me, I think it's just maybe a little bit more brilliant. Um, and Cepheus uh, to run on and, uh, you know, continue to go through... Uh, sort of its gears of to where it needs to get to. It's probably looking for a bit further um, later on in the prep. Yeah, cool. Uh, we forgot the Mooney Valley Quaddy, but we better do one at Sydney. Would you like the Sydney Quaddy or the Mooney Valley Quaddy to drive? Take your pick, mate. Uh, I'll, I'll do this one. Why not? I'll jump in. Uh, let's go Zaki one out. So first leg, Zaki uh, number one. Second leg, one think it over, two Cascadian, 12 Cucaracha, 13 She's Ideal, 14 Montefilia. Second last will be 13 King of Sparta, and I will throw in, uh, who's the one I had it on here? I'll throw 11 Geist in and 12 Grand Rumore, or Rumar, however they want to pronounce it. And we'll finish the day with one on Tonte at the price. 13 a tissue and 
Uh, my uh, Manawa Tapi, who is where is he? She's number eleven. Uh, and Cephas, if you if you're really keen, Beaver, we can throw it in too. So that should cover off our quaddy there. Uh, my best of the day in Randwick at Randwick will be a tissue. Uh, in the last, actually. I'm pretty keen it'll run well. Uh, obviously, he's staying away from the two shorties in the features. Uh, and my value on the day, let's make it... Let's make it Cucaracha. What are you doing? Your best in value for ProGit Racing? Yeah, my best of the day uh, is Zaki at $2. I just think it's a good bet, and I think $2 is... It's fair enough. It's just too good not, not to take. And value, I was... I've gone for race nine, number 13, King of Sparta. I know it's only about $5. Who knows, you might get better on the day. But I just think at that price, it's good value. Yep, can't argue with that. Uh, let's duck quickly back to Melbourne before we get uh, roused on by some of our subscribers. And do you want to punch out the Mooney Valley Quaddy? Yeah, happy to do so, mate. Um, uh, let me see. In the first leg here... I'm going to go number three, four, seven, and eight. Mm-hmm. To the second leg, I'm going to go number two, number seven, number 14. And number 16. Yeah, leaving Pintoff out. Yep. Yep, we'll move on. Going to run the gauntlet there. All right. In race eight, I'm going to go numbers three, four, eleven, and 14. Very good. And I'm going to finish the day... With numbers one, two, three, and twelve. Excellent. So there's our quaddy numbers, well, the beaver's quaddy numbers from Mooney Valley. What has the beaver got up north? Yeah, I've got a few a few up north for us here, uh, Daggy. Uh, race two, number eight. Duchess Roth Say, uh, currently around the $5 mark. Race three, number six, Adelisi, uh, around the $3 mark. Uh, then I think my next bet came up in race five, number one, uh, La Palmiere, about $2.50. Mm-hmm. And then my last bet of the day up in Eagle Farm. Was in race eight, number three, the QS. About $3. Excellent. Good job, mate. Marathon session, but we got no through problem. it. Spring racing is Pretty upon good. us. Enjoying it. Good luck this weekend. Stay safe, punters, and uh, enjoy the races. And we'll be back Tuesday evening with the midweek preview. Take care, and we'll see you then.